If I was to entitle this this morning, I would just entitle it The Duty of a Soldier. The Duty of a Soldier. Now, you may say, well, what are you going to say? I don't know. Let's just listen and find out and see what comes out of my mouth because I've asked the Lord to fill it. So I have, you know. So here's Paul's writing his letter to Timothy. And he says in verse 1 of chapter 2, 2 Timothy, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the Lord, or sorry, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now, there's a lot of people turn around and sometimes they knock Paul a wee bit and think he's hard. You may bring an oar couple down, Peter. <laughs> you know, and say that he's hard. But I don't think so. I don't think Paul is hard. When you read Paul's writings, I believe that Paul was a passionate, tender, caring servant of the Lord. Here's what he says. He turns around and he refers to Timothy and he addresses him as my son. Now we know that Paul was not Timothy's father. But here Paul uses it in an affection way as like a spiritual father. He nourished him. He knew that Timothy had learned the scriptures from when he was a young boy, but he nourishes him in the word. And here's what he says to him. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Did you hear what he says there? There's a couple of wee things in this sometimes that I think we'll leave out. First, it was to do with his hearing, and it was to do with witnesses. But here's what he says. Committed to faithful men. God is looking for faithful men, faithful stewards, faithful people in the work. And brothers and sisters, the duty of a soldier is one that has to turn around and to do with a life of discipline. A life of discipline. Trials will come the way of the believer. Trials will come the pastors, elders, deacons, the congregation. Trials will come. But it's during those times of trial that the servants of God and the people of God are not to lay down their weapon or their shield. They are to keep it up and to remain steadfast in what God has given them to do. They are to be faithful. Trials can come into your life. Circumstances can change. You can be the bee's knees in a church and then the next thing people can turn around and turn their back on you because people are frickle. People are frickle. It's not easy serving God. And it's not easy even preaching because you come under the scrutiny of people and people mark everything you say. But I always say, if what I am saying is in there, then the argument's not with me. It's with the book or the author of the book. He says, be faithful. Commit it to faithful men. 
Timothy, what are you hearing from these brethren that are coming to you? What are they telling you? Timothy is to preach exactly what Paul the Apostle preached. Those things what I'm telling you, go and tell Timothy. And Timothy, what I'm telling you in my letter, or the letter I address to you, is, be, is to commit this to faithful men. Are you faithful? As a soldier of Christ, are you faithful? Every time something comes your way, do you go AWOL? But I've been hurt by the church. We've been there. We know what it's like to get hurt in church. We know what it's like to be criticized. We know what it's like to be evil spoken of. We know this. Because things have come into our own lives. I remember years ago before I came here, just before I came here, something had come into my life. And I remember me and Arlan are going to walk along the Anthem Road. And here's what I say. I don't care what has happened. It's not stopping me going on with God. I am going to find somewhere to go. And I came to Glenmacken Church of God. Oh, I was hurt. It took me a long time to get over it. I was hurt. But still, I was trusting God. And that's what we have to do, brothers and sisters. Not go AWOL, but trust the Lord. Because the Lord will sustain you. The Lord will strengthen you. I know there's ones go through times and periods worrying over their children that they're not saved. My children are not saved. And my children live in the world. But I'm trusting God. I believe in God. Do I let it get me down? No. No. You see, I believe God hears and answers prayer. And I believe this with all my heart. The king's heart is in the Lord's hand. And he turns it, not the preacher. He turns it whatever way he will. And when he turns it, I believe they'll come to the Lord. I had to leave my hearing ear aid off this morning because it was a skirt with this one and that because trying to get the mons bad enough with glasses. So it is. But brothers and sisters, we are to commit things to faithful people. God won't use you. People will say, if God uses anybody, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Remember what he says to Samuel? He honors those that honor him. He honors those that honor him. And this is why as a believer, we are not to go away. Well, we are to remain steadfast and we are to bring the word of God to other men, to other women. This is why we are referred to in scripture as witnesses of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to preach the word. We are to give them the word. Now listen what he says in verse 3. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. It's not going to be easy, brothers and sisters. There's trials. There's moments when we're on our own and nobody will think cares for us. But I love what David says. He says, no man cared for my soul. But he had forgot. God did. God cares for his people. God loves his people. And God remains faithful to his 
people. What would happen, brothers and sisters, if God went AWOL? We'd be in trouble. I'd be in trouble. I couldn't get through the day. We need the Lord at all times. We're to endure hardness. See, when you're maybe in work and someone's criticizing you or have lied about you, what do you do? Do you turn around and react the same way as they do? Do you render evil for evil? Does it not say of Christ when he was reviled, he reviled not again? Does vengeance not belong to the Lord? Does he not work it out? Or do we pray for vengeance? No. Do you know what Jesus says? Bless those that persecute you. See your enemy. Have your enemy rubbed your door and says, look, listen, I'm in need. Would you shut your door? Jesus wouldn't. Jesus wouldn't shut his door. And those that profess to belong to Jesus Christ are to be examples. This is why Paul the Apostle turns around and here's what he says. Imitate me as I am an imitator of Christ. Hold on a wee second, Paul. Why would I want to be like you? Why would I want to imitate you? He says, because I imitate Christ. In other words, brothers and sisters, do people see Christ in us? Do people see Christ in us? A soldier has to endure hardness. And you know, there can be a war. Just like, for instance, Russia and the Ukraine at present are at war. That war could be over in six months. So it could. It could come to its end. But the Christian war, the Christian soldier's battle is a lifetime. You see, the enemy doesn't go asleep. I think sometimes a lot of Christians underestimate the enemy. Because you get preachers standing up and saying the enemy's a defeated foe. But then, what about the homes he destroys? What about the lives he destroys? Because Jesus said, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Do we turn around when circumstances come into our lives, say maybe even tragedy, and turn around and say, God, why did you do this? Or are we like Job? Instead of Job, that when his family was wiped out, his wife turned around and says to him, I'm not going to say, what was the woman? But she turned around and she says to him, curse God and die. But the Bible says of Job that in these things he sinned not. How's your heart this morning? How's your heart this morning? I believe Paul has written this letter to Timothy to encourage him. Was Timothy going through something as a young pastor? Did he have a congregation that were giving him a hard time or didn't trust him or didn't want him? But listen to what he says in verse 4. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Chosen to be a soldier. 
Now, I've never been in the army, but I've watched films. And you always get the drill sergeant, and he turns around, and he gives the, the rookies a hard time. He gives them a hard time. He's not doing that because he's happy to do that. He's doing that for their own protection during battle, so that when they turn around and are trained, that in the field they will be able to fight, and not only that, other men round about him will trust him and depend on him. But if he's a soldier that goes AWOL, or if he's a man on his watch and he falls asleep, the city's in trouble. That's why Jesus says, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Observe things and take things into account this morning. Chosen to be a soldier. Think about it. God picked you. God chose you. But what can I do? I'm ready. You can do a lot. You can pray. You can pray. You can be like the general in a sense. The general turns around and plans things out. The foot soldier goes out and fights. You can be like the general. You can pray for those that are in the front line. Because those in the front line need your prayers, need your encouragement. But ask yourself this morning, are you disciplined like the soldier? Are you faithful to God? Are you faithful to his house? Are you faithful in your giving? Are you faithful to your brother? Are you faithful to your sister? Because God requires faithfulness. Listen to what he says. I'm going to just jump over here to another bit of scripture. He says to young Timothy, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Now here's what he says. Preach the word in season, out of season. He was to preach the word. Timothy, what happened? Did you go cold? Did you go cold? Had you stopped preaching? Had you given up the calling that God had given to you? But here he sends words of encouragement. Preach the word. Doesn't matter what sort the season is. If it's a good season, if it's a prosperous season, preach the word. If it's a bad season, preach the word. Be consistent. Be faithful. This is what Timothy has to do. And this is what God requires also of the church. That we be faithful to Jesus Christ. Be faithful to Jesus Christ. Oh, I can do what I want. You can't. You might do what you want. You might do what you like. But God holds you accountable. God holds me accountable. But why are these things written? The scriptures teach us that these things are written for our learning. For our learning. For our benefit. That we may learn from them. And that we may follow the example. And put that example into practice. Preach the word in season and out of season. Now here's a sticky point. He says, 
reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Teachers having itching ears. I thought of Ahab. If you read, I think it's 1 Kings chapter 22, if you read the story about Ahab, Ahab, like there were false prophets, let's just say false preachers, he liked them all around him. But he had went to war with the king of Assyria. So he had. And he sent for Jehoshaphat. And he says, look, will you come and help me? We're brethren. So will you come and help me? And Jehoshaphat agreed to it. But when he came down, he heard these false prophets turning around, giving Ahab a nice wee word. Here's a wee word from the Lord for you. Here's a wee this, here's a wee that. But Jehoshaphat was in tune. He was a child of God. And here's what he says. Is there not here a prophet of the Lord? What are you talking about? There's 400 prophets here. No, they're saying what you want to hear. But they are not saying what God wants you to hear. So he turns around, and what does he do? He turns around and he says to the guard, go and get Micaiah. Where was Micaiah in prison? What was he doing there? He was taking a stand for God. He wouldn't say what Ahab wanted him to say. Ahab says, and I'm just paraphrasing this, he's a preacher that preaches things that I don't like, and I don't like to hear it, because that's not God. God's not like that. So they go and they get Micaiah, and the officer that went and got him, on their way back, he says to him, now listen, you make sure you tell the king what he wants to hear. Micaiah went along with it. So he did. He told Ahab. But Ahab turned around and you realized he was mocking him. And then he gave him a word from the Lord. And he told him that Israel would be scattered and that he would die. Who wants a word like that? Who wants a word like that? The soldier is to trust the Lord. This is why Paul told us at all times to put on the whole armor of God. Why? You have an enemy. You have an enemy. I have an enemy. And he uses people. He uses people. And that enemy will be there until either the Lord Jesus returns or until we die. And that is our battle. That is our fight. But you are to be a soldier. You are to endure hardness. I remember years ago, I liked watching boxing. I used to like watching all the great fighters Especially the likes of Roberto Duran, Hagler, Sugar Ray Leonard, 
um, other ones. And I always liked the Nahabi, but I liked Mike Tyson. Thought Mike Tyson, if he had have been in control of himself, would have been one of the greatest fighters there was. But I remember watching him the night. Well, actually, before that, I'd seen him sitting on TV and he was staying. He says, there's no man will ever knock me out. And I remember the night watching him fighting a guy who wasn't ranked by the name of Buster Douglas. And I seen him getting into the ring with him. And I couldn't believe it. Buster Douglas knocked him out. And this is what happens when you underestimate the enemy. He can play with you. He can deceive you. He can trick you. He can bring things your way. And you're blaming everybody but yourself. It's how you live and how you walk and how you commit yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a soldier. You're not to go a war. You have to stand your ground and you have to stand for Christ, whatever that may be in your life. Every one of us have to take a stand. Have to take a stand. What is it, Paul? Endure hardness like a good soldier. You're a soldier, brother. Are you faithful? You're a soldier, sister. Are you faithful? God requires faithfulness. Where am I on a Sunday morning? Am I here? Where am I on a Sunday evening? Am I here? Where am I through the week? Am I at the prayer meeting? I work at night, so I'm not there on a Wednesday, so I can't. But what I'm saying is this, when I'm not working, I'm there. I remember Lottie Wright used to run a wee Thursday morning prayer meeting alone with Moran. And I loved him. And we used to have good fellowship. And I could hear people pray. And those people prayed. They prayed for this land and they prayed for you. Anybody felt sick, they were praying for them. They prayed and they prayed and they but know what they were. They were faithful. They were faithful. They were always there. It didn't matter even what the weather was like. And see if it had been snow on the road blocking your way in here, and you, the next thing I got called off, Lottie Ray would have been terrible disappointed. Always disappointed because she wanted to be here among the people of God praying for the work because her heart was here. And that's the difference. What did Jesus say? Where your heart is, there shall also be your treasures. So where's your heart this morning? Where's my heart this morning? Well, I'm interested in me. Well, God didn't call you to be interested in you, brother. He didn't call you to be interested in yourself. He called you to be interested in others. He called you to be interested in others. A soldier of Christ follows the example of Christ. I hear people turning around and talking about the love of God. Love of God's not a word. The love of God's an action. How you live, how you walk, and what you do. How you treat others, how you think of others. Do you love your brother? The Lord says, how can you say you love me and you don't love your brother? When you see your brother in need, do you pass him by? Are you like the man or the woman on the road to Jericho? 
oh, I'm not going to hear him, I'm not going to hear her. I remember this as plain as day. I remember being in a house one day and I heard people talking about a girl in need. And I said nothing. I left that house and I turned around and I went and got the need and took it to that person. Then I was walking home and the Lord spoke to me. I right. Well, here's the evidence of it. He says, go and tell Liz I love her. And I'm talking about my sister-in-law sitting over there. Go and tell her I love her. Hey, me. I thought I was starting to go hearing things. And I was going to go by and says, go and tell her I love her. And I rapped her door. And there was no answer. And here's me. My head's wet. But as I was going down the path, the door opened. And she called me in. And I went into her kitchen and I started to talk to her about the Lord Jesus. And she started crying. And there and then she came to the Lord. But I didn't know this. I didn't know. Nobody knew. I was listening to her giving her testimony the other Sunday night in another wee church. I went along, give her a wee bit of support. And here's what she says. Not even my husband knew that I couldn't sleep. She was under conviction, but God knew. Now, why am I saying this? Because when you're obedient to God, God can take you and use you. When you're not obedient to God, God can't. There are the things God does. I didn't know she was being convicted. I didn't know she wasn't sleeping, but God did. And I'm only saying these things this morning, brothers and sisters, to encourage you. There's not a rebuke in anything I'm saying is to encourage you because you have an opportunity to serve the Lord. Because, listen, the days are short. The days are short. And you have an opportunity to pray for people. And you have an opportunity to be in the house of God. I'm going to be honest. One of the worst things I think happened was the pandemic and then everybody sitting at home watching TV. Because you can't get people out now. And it's happened in a lot of churches. And it was Paul the Apostle who said, forsake not, there's the command, forsake not, Paul, you just do what you want, I'll do what I want. But that's not the following of Christ. It's different when you're sick. I was talking to a brother on the phone the other day. I phoned him. He hung me well. Well, it's not that he's not well. He just, he's housebound at the minute. And he always thanks me for ringing him. Do you know something? He does my heart as much good as I do his. And I said that to him. And I'll never, I have to be honest, he started singing down the phone. It would melt you. And I said, he says, you didn't expect that, did you? I mean, No. I didn't expect that. But he's a man that loves the Lord. And he's housebound. And this is why I tax people. And there's people reply to my taxes, there's people don't. But brothers and sisters, see, no matter who you are or how strong you think you are in God, 
you'll always need a soldier. A soldier that'll pray for you. A soldier like Moses will hold up your hands in the midst of the battle. You'll always need that. I'll always need that. Pastors always need that. People don't see pastors or elders when they're going through their difficult time. You see, there's times I know somebody's, I can look at somebody and know, boy, is it there? Something's just not right. Because there's people who wear their heart on their sleeve. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I try not to do that. I'm not trying to be a macho man or anything. Listen, I cry like any other human being. I cry in my room at times before God. But you know what I love? And I'm going to close. Because my 30 minutes is up. I love people coming to me and asking me to pray for them or pray for a member of their family or their children. And I have a wee book in the house and I, write, and I pray. And there's ones I can write down answered prayer to, the others not. I can't explain it, but I believe God for it. That's bar heads. But the praise team come forward. Thank you for listening to me this morning. I don't know if God had something enough for you, but I felt to bring that. Father, this morning, would you bless your people? You know, Lord, we'll pray for your people every day. We'll pray that you'll bless them. There's those, because we know them personally, that we pray for them by name. There's others we don't but we pray for them because we want every brother and every sister to do well. And we pray that was said this morning, Lord, that it will do one thing, and that is to glorify you, that you can strengthen and encourage and build up your people. And we will be careful to give you what is yours and rightly yours, the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.